Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are discussing season seven of Below Deck Mediterranean, episode five, which Bravo called Breakups and Shakeups, and we are calling Wrecked by Drunk Texts. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. As predicted, Captain Sandy gives Reagan her walking papers and some advice to take a deckhand position under a strong bosun. Storm is promoted to provisional bosun so Sandy can see how he does in the role. Things are tense and awkward with Dave and Tosh as he tries to communicate and she tries to ghost him from one deck away. Things go from bad to worse as Dave drowns his feelings in beer and Natasha runs for the cover of a guest cabin. The sparks between Natalia and Storm turn to flames as they share their first kiss. Dave quickly learns why cell phones should come with breathalyzer attachments as he rattles off a series of mean drunken texts to Tosh. The morning after, Dave has a full-blown panic attack and Captain Sandy brings him back to calm with a walk on the dock and a chat. Cabin rearranging is Captain Sandy's solution. And finally, will the new deckhand bring some light and fun to the boat or some competition for Natalia with Storm? And that's your rapid recap. Thank you. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think that we need to install one of those breathalyzer things on Dave's phone so that once he reaches a certain limit, it shuts off his texting ability. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for with that. <laughs> like the only thing that you can use is 911 or Uber. <laughs> that's all you can use on your phone. <laughs> oh, what a mess. What an absolute mess. I keep flip-flopping back and forth between feeling sympathetic for Natasha and feeling sympathetic for Dave. And this time it falls much more into the Natasha realm. And I think that's only because of the way that he reacted. Right. I don't think he was wrong to feel slighted or jilted, but it was obviously his response that was not copacetic. Right. I feel like I'm going to get roasted for my thoughts. I already talked to Stephanie this morning (laughs) and said that I feel like I'm going to be a pig at a luau here. I think they both suck. (laughs) I think how they both handled it was the wrong way. And honestly, I can understand him a little better. Not that I can't understand her. But if you've ever in your life sent a drunken text or a drunken DM, you know that it happens and you can't take it back and you feel awful the next day. But her just completely shutting down all communication and not letting him talk about it. It just bothered me that she cared so little about it. 
and she had somebody supporting her the whole time. She had Kyle in the cabin with her all night. Yeah. They played, they had fun. And Dave's wrecked in sleeping in her bunk to get the smell of her or something. It was the strangest thing. And I'm not saying what he did wasn't psycho. It was totally psycho, but he was also drunk and in his feelings. And apparently this is not a new thing for him because when he and Sandy chatted, he said, I thought I had this conquered years ago. So my heart's always going to lean to the person with anxiety issues I do understand how Tosh feels though, and that she wants to end it, but then nut up and end it. Well, I think two things. One, if he had been trying to hound her having a conversation about this when they were working, when there was actually other things going on that needed their immediate attention versus talking about their relationship, I could understand her putting him off and being like, look, we're working, we're busy. Can we please just deal with this later. Totally. That I can understand. Mm-hmm. On a night off where there are no priorities other than to just drink, I feel like she owed it to the situation, not only to herself, but to him to walk to a calm, quiet place and nip it in the bud and just say, look, you know, and maybe it's because he was inebriated already that she didn't feel like that was the safe thing to do or the smart thing to do, or that he might even actually remember it. Right. So maybe the next day would have been a better option, but she didn't even audiate that. Right. You know, like, can we just enjoy ourselves right now? And we can talk about this later. I think her shutting him down was the absolute wrong move. Right. Because it just exacerbated his behavior. And then all of a sudden he starts to out the situation to everybody who will listen. Right. And honestly, he tried to communicate with her in private before they even left for the night out. And she completely refused to answer his texts. And yes, they're turning over the boat, but the timestamp showed it was 36 hours before the guests come on. She could have taken 10, 15 minutes and said what she needed to say or just responded. Now's not a good time or something. Ghosting drives me crazy. It really, really does. Just communicate. You get past things so much more quickly when you communicate than when you let people fictionalize in their head and get trapped in their own thoughts. Right. It's like when my mom was mad at me when I was little and she wouldn't talk. And that was way worse than just yelling and getting it over with. Right. Yell at me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm an idiot. That kind of stuff I'm fine with. But leaving me in my own head is never a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I related a little more to Dave. Like I said, she has the right to do whatever she wants. She doesn't want to be with the guy. That's fine. I totally get and understand that. She saw some qualities that triggered her and reminded her of her past relationship. So I understand get out before it gets too deep. You just have to communicate that. Well, and I think he strikes me as the type of person we didn't see the beginning of this relationship. Obviously, it wasn't on film, but he strikes me as the type of person that's a love bomber. So maybe for somebody who's in a relationship that's flailing, that's exciting for her because it makes her feel appreciated and paid attention to and all the rest of us. Like, I don't know what was failing or what was not present in her previous relationship that she was already one foot out the door by the time she met him. But if that had anything to do with it, having the adverse of that can be exciting. Right. And so if he's love bombing her or was... And she was into it. And then all of a sudden in this new situation, she sees a slightly different side of him because she's basically handcuffing him by saying, let's just keep this under wraps for now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I feel like he probably should have been a little bit smarter that if they started their relationship and she was already in one with somebody else, then that's probably not the best way to. (laughs) Yeah, I do think that he definitely had more feelings for her than she had for him. And that always gets tricky. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on before (laughs) I turn into that roast pig we talk about. (laughs) I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be on her side. And it's not that I'm not. Oh, what he said to her in those text messages was completely unacceptable. Completely. Totally. But I also didn't think that it rose to the level of safety that Sandy was acting like. I didn't see threats. I saw name calling, name calling and inappropriate comments, but I didn't see threatening behavior by him at all. No, I don't necessarily think that it was communicated. And even by the end of this conversation, Sandy still doesn't really understand what's going on, except for something happened between them and it went sour. Mm -hmm. Maybe if she had a little bit more context, but historically, Sandy is not good at asking about context for anything. I don't think she wants to know. And she pretty much said that, like their personal relationship, none of my business. I don't think she wants that much detail. I just think what mattered to her in the moment and probably what should. And here I am defending Sandy for like the umpteenth time this season. I'm a whole new person. (laughs) (laughs) What should have mattered to her is do my crew members feel safe? And can we move forward with this? Right. So Dave got a warning. This is the one and only time this can happen. If it happens again, he's fired and she's ordered them to change cabins that day. Yeah. Which is a smart move. I mean, Mm -hmm. get them out of each other's downtime space. That's a good move. It'll be interesting to see what the room arrangements end up looking like going forward. I think she and Kyle are going to room together and he and Jason are going to room together. That makes sense. Although the he and Jason thing might be weird if they're not completely over his first drunken night, but we'll see. That's my guess. Well, Jason now finding out what was actually happening and why Dave was responding that way because Jason was flirting with Natasha. Yeah. And now if he's got contacts, he's probably going, oh, well, that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Oh, he cracked me up, by the way, when Reagan was leaving. (laughs) He said, well, it makes sense. It's not like they're going to say, boy, that day you had a hangover. That was awesome. Good on you. You know, right. <laughs> we're going to promote you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're not getting all of Jason's sense of humor, but maybe he just hasn't been injected enough to most of the stuff. So hopefully yeah. we'll see a little bit more of that. But we started off this episode with Reagan leaving. Mm-hmm. Bye, Felicia. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that. Yep. Adio. Yeah. 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 And we still don't know who the next crew member is, although we do know who the next crew member is. And it'll be interesting to see if that shakes things up or if Courtney and Z end up having their flirtation again, or if that switches to somebody else. I don't know. It was funny at the table. Storm says, who knows? Maybe it's your wife. And Z said, who knows? Maybe. And I just kind of laughed. I wonder if he and Courtney were still texting at that point and he knew, or if that was just a funny coincidence that Storm said that. Funny. And speaking of Storm, I'm really loving this little flirtation slash hookup with Storm and uh, Natalia. Adorable. I think it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Last night I said, I'm just going to put it out there. I think it's way more fun watching Natalia and Storm than it is watching Natasha and Dave. And Natalia actually liked my post. She put little hearts under it. Aww. I really think that they're cute. They have a cute banter. 
he really does seem smitten with her. We'll see where it goes. I'm curious to see when Courtney comes on board because Natalia was already kind of marking her territory and mm-hmm. telling him straight up, if she comes for you, we're going to have problems. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, I'm, I think it's really cute. I'm excited. I think Courtney coming and the rest of this team being restructured, especially the exterior, I think is going to be a really good move. I'm really hopeful, except for the preview for next week doesn't look great. No. But we had talked about that last week, though, in the episode four recap, that the literal fender bender didn't look like what we had seen in the trailer. Right. So last night during the live tweet, I was talking to our friend Lauren. She had been tweeting us back and forth during the live tweet. And I said to her, is it just me? Was it wishful thinking on my part? that there was more damage than that? Or did it really happen? And she said both. (laughs) So I went back during a commercial and watched the trailer again. And I tried to get a screenshot of it, but it went so fast that I had to put it on pause. So it's like the lamest screenshot in the world. But there is a giant scrape down the side of the boat. And I think that's what's coming up that we're going to see. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm hopeful for Storm that it's not entirely his fault. Because then he'll go the way of Reagan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sandy is putting him in this position, knowing that he doesn't have a ton of experience and just wants to give him a shot. So you can't put somebody in a position like that and then get mad at them when they screw up right away. Right. And I don't like the idea of a one strike and you're out rule. We kind of had that a little bit with Tom and I was iffy and on the fence about Glenn's decision. I understand why in hindsight. But I don't know that I'd be okay with that with Storm because it sounds like he was calling off the distances and she just couldn't hear him. And I don't know if he wasn't depressing the button all the way. We'll have to see. That'll, we'll talk more about that next week. I really hope that she wouldn't go that far to get rid of him right away. I think he needs a little grace period there to adjust. And if it's something as simple as malfunctioning radios, then I don't think she should hang that on him no i don't see that happening yeah now that her perfect record's already blemished yeah what's one more (laughs) well and consider that reagan was not her hire right storm is her choice Mm -hmm. so if she has to bag out on him right away that doesn't look real great for her leadership decisions either right I meant to ask you this earlier, right after the recap, but do you find the term provisional used a lot in the industry or is that a Sandy CYA? That's got to be one of her things. Because I mean, a lot of people go on boats on a probationary basis, like a Mm -hmm. lot of other jobs, but she's just using other words now. Okay. Because honest to goodness, I thought I knew what it meant. I thought that it meant temporary and like probationary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up just to make sure. And it did say for the time being subject to change. (laughs) So uh, like, okay, makes sense. But I just don't know. Sometimes there are terms in yachting that I think mean one thing that mean a completely different one. But I just knew that we had not heard that term yet in the series and was curious if that was an actual yachting thing. But nope, she must have broken out of the (laughs) source. I love you. (laughs) I miss you while you were gone. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back too. I had a 
amazing time in Chicago. I was up there doing production for Lollapalooza. Mm -hmm. And so that's why my voice sounds like crap. (laughs) (laughs) I did an average of 20,000 steps a day the whole time I was there. Nice. Yeah. Screaming over speakers and all kinds of stuff. Green Day was a great show. Metallica was a great show. I honestly, when they told me I was going up there for that, they sent me the lineup and I knew five yeah five bands from the entire weekend that we're playing so I'm not sure what that says about my radio listening these days but <laughs> yeah I stopped I think probably in the 90s somewhere <laughs> if it's past Pearl Jam and Green Day and I, I don't know too much well the last time that I worked Lollapalooza was when Green Day was one of the main headliners so that was 12 years ago yeah that's crazy yeah yep yep but fun stuff All right. Glad you had a good time. I'm glad you all joined us to listen. Be sure to check out our super fan episode on Thursday and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.